Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party, an Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today? It's going great, Shay. We were complaining about daylight savings on the yes. last episode, but now this is our evening recording. The sun is still shining, so there is an upside. It's not good for the lighting, though, and no. if we were doing video, so the invitational's in trouble. I've been locked in a little room for all day with no windows, so I wouldn't know that the sun is shining. I'll try and get outside uh, after we record, though, and see if I can get a breath of fresh air. <laughs> it's nice. With the dog, you know. Gotta have to the, do. Well, when I went outside earlier, it was muddy and little sprinkles Accurate. and cloudy. Yeah. And I went back inside and the sun said, it is time now that the California kid is back indoors. So, yeah. It does that. <laughs> Uh, we got a fun episode, though, today. We are going to talk about Apex Legends, not just Daylight Saving. And today we are opening up the mailbag from Discord, answering a bunch of questions. Been trying to mix these in ever so often to keep, you know, giving you guys a reason to come join the Discord and ask us questions. And we really not only enjoy these episodes, we've gotten pretty good feedback on these episodes that people really like them and so we're going to keep rolling with them but before we dive into all the questions if you do want a question answered on the show ask in our discord channel meant for questions or leave it in the form of a five-star review on apple podcast to guarantee it makes its way onto the show someday henry will expand that to five star on spotify with comments that'll be the day uh, and also, if you'd like, drop us a follow on Twitter at Third Party Pod, at Kirk Rudoche, at HB Burrison. Links for everything are in the description, as always. If you want to support the show, please check out our Patreon page. A lot of amazing benefits over there. Ad free listening, amazing behind the scenes content where we just go on and on and on. If you're into that kind of stuff, a couple bucks a month goes mm-hmm. a long way in making this show possible. We've been doing this now for three whole years and it's all because of the amazing support we've had from the patrons so thank you thank you thank you well said well said with that let's just dive into the questions and open up the mailbag henry anything you want to say before we uh just rip off the first one right here well let's get after it number one first question coming from massive flyer now that some time has passed how do you feel about the ranked maps rotating daily great question honestly what do you think henry yeah i was Kind of skeptical uh, at first. I felt like the rhythm of getting really comfortable with one map and having that one drop and getting super comfortable with that rotation was the best way to play ranked from a competitive standpoint. But I'm honestly really enjoying kind of keeping it fresh with every day having a new map to play on. Um, I'm positively impressed. Yeah. I like it more than I thought I would. I've been enjoying it a ton. I, I think I was more uh, I was more optimistic than you to start on this one, I know for sure. So I've been happy to kind of see it come to fruition. Um, I, I know that some people, like the counter argument is like, well, what if there's one map in rotation for a day and I don't like it and so then nobody plays that day? I think that's a lot better problem to have than the map being every day for an entire split and people just taking two months off of Apex because they don't like the map. 
which is, I think, the obviously extreme example, but one that I feel like I see on social media sometimes. So I think overall, it's a win for a lot of people. Definitely weird, you know, not having the same consistency, the same grind. You're going the same drop spots, repetition, learning over and over and over again uh, how you're going to play this certain route. It's a different level of strategy. It's a different type of strategy. You have to be more flexible now than ever before. So, yeah. And in some ways, maybe it's even more fair. You know, at least on the competitive side of Apex, we see teams that are so much better on World's Edge than they are on Stormpoint. And so by keeping it, you know, every day rotating and ranked, mm-hmm. maybe that gives, you know, a less experienced player a leg up because the really experienced players that are super comfortable on that classic World's Edge, they're not dominating the entire split. So. I think it's good. Yeah, I agreed. Next question. Next question coming from Takashi. If you could remove slash rework one legend ability from the game, what would it be and why? You both must pick different legends, one ability each. We've answered a similar question before, but focusing it on one ability versus one legend, I think makes it... A very interesting conversation. Does anything pop to your mind immediately in terms of something you'd want to remove? I think the ability that needs the most attention or a rework is probably Revenant's Ultimate. Yeah, that's a good one. I was thinking about it from a different perspective. I was thinking about like what's the most uh, like toxic or annoying one sure. uh, to think about. But no, I think you're right on that standpoint of that. Revenant reworking the ability to be relevant would be a would be a welcome addition to the game right now. It's a hard one, and I think it's my answer just because you could say remove it because it just doesn't really fit into the game. Like yeah. it never has, you know, the cooldowns, the ranges, you know, the stats around it aren't gonna just buffing and nerfing isn't gonna get it to where it needs to be. So I think replacing it reworking it is what revenant would need yeah. um, to become relevant i think there's an argument for you know the serial if that's just like mm-hmm. you're an anti-recon person um i think if i was removing i'd probably lean into that i would lean into the I'd lean the seer passive more than the ult i just would want them to crank the cooldown of the ult higher but if i'm choosing a rework I'm looking at all the legends right now trying to figure this out. I think I'm going Fuse Ultimate just in terms of I love the passive and the tactical so much and the ult just has always felt off on the UI, the usage. It's really cool, which is why it's perfect for a rework, I think, and that you have the core of something there and you just kind of need to figure out how to make it a bit bit more maybe relevant or easier. Uh, I'm not sure the exact direction they need to take it. Yeah, it's, it's a good answer too because... What do you do, you know, with Fuse's ultimate is mm-hmm. the question. Like, obviously, it can't be this long-range ability, which it kind of was built around, but sounds pretty dangerous to have a, a short-range grenade launcher, like, shotgun, blast, fireball. So, what do you do? You know, I think both the Revenant and the Fuse ult are good questions. That yeah. We're not qualified to answer, most likely. (laughs) 
Uh, We'll just start the problem. (laughs) Next question coming from McDaniel. Hey guys, I'm a Watson man and haven't played Apex or listened to the pod since Newcastle came out. Apex just stopped being fun for me. It hasn't since, but I think I figured out why. I come from COD and Halo, so arena shooters are what usually happens. And what usually happens in any non-respawn game mode is I choke at the worst time. In respawn modes, however, I tend to do really well in those situations. But for some reason, when I know I have to play like I need to win the gunfight or it's back to the lobby, I freeze. Do you have any tips to help me get interested in Apex again and with not freezing up? Great, great question. Um, I think there's some initial thoughts that might help here um, that we can provide. Number one, Watson and Newcastle are a match made in heaven. They work so well right now, um, you know, even you know, a couple of seasons after his release. In my opinion, if you want to play defensively, they are the meta. So Watson, Newcastle, Loba is really what you want. Um, to play defensively. Um, you know, comparing Apex as a high stakes battle royale versus an arena respawn mode, if you're playing Watson, man, are you making it hard on yourself? Like, mm-hmm. to give yourself an ability that allows you some room for error, I think would go a massive way to make you more successful and more comfortable playing the game in those high-intensity gunfights. Um, Watson just doesn't have combat abilities. She doesn't have movement abilities. She doesn't have defensive abilities in terms of you know, blocking damage. So I would definitely recommend switching up the legend a little bit. And mm-hmm. I could push you in a variety of directions. Like I'll let you chime in if you have any thoughts, but I feel like Watson could be replaced yeah definitely would replace watson um just in terms of your main consistent legend unless you're three stacking and that's exactly how you're playing you're only playing to win around watson you got two legends that help her the most she's a tough legend to play and you'll have a lot more fun and have a lot more uh flexibility and maybe some forgiveness in your fights if you play somebody else um which will help with the the freezing thing when if you are watson you only have one choice you either shoot or be shoot and or be shot if you uh play some other legends you have other options other abilities things to not just keep your brain engaged but to actually give you a, a leg up in the fight so i'm all about switching legends henry um you know, we could go into specific names if we want to, but I don't think you know, I don't think we need to. I would just rattle off, try some other people, try some mobility people, try some people that have those forgiveness. We just did the solo Q Legends episode. Great place to start from two weeks ago on uh, who you should maybe play. But outside of that, I will just say I I hear you on the freezing. Like that is something that I know a lot of people struggle with and also get frustrated with when you go through an entire loot progression cycle and then die in your first fight only to have to do it all again and you're just not getting a ton of reps in and you're getting frustrated versus to your point cod halo arena shooters where you're respawning you're getting a lot of action as much as possible each fight has less uh gravitas behind it versus a battle royale i think my tip to kind of get over that would one just confident in your gunfights And you can do that by utilizing our awesome mixtape mode now to get your gun skill up. 
practice your shots and it'll maybe scratch that arena shooter itch a little bit as well. And then two, go in to each fight, essentially knowing how your legend is best used. And so finding one legend you can stick with consistently that offers you more than what Watson does in just straight up gunfights, I think you'll feel a lot better uh, each time you go into a battle. So that's what I would say. If you got anything else, though, feel free to chime in. Those were really good thoughts. My last thing would just be, this is normal. Like In a battle royale, especially as a Watson player, that play style is loot up, rotate, wait for the ring, and then you have one big fight, and all the pressure is on that fight. So I think, like you said, Jay, taking more fights, getting more comfortable in gunfights, whether it's through mixtape or changing the play style so that you are getting in more engagements, that's going to go a long way. Um, my girlfriend, great Apex player, her biggest problem is death gripping the controller so much <laughs> that she has wrist pain. Um, so just kind of trying to stay loose is something that a lot of people struggle with, but just getting more gunfights in, I think really helps take that edge off. Yeah. And I will say last thing, let me throw one more thing in. Do it. If you get stressed about playing with randoms cause you solo queue and you get the anxiety about performing for random people, which I know is something that a lot of people run into in video games. Don't sweat it. Like Truly, truly don't sweat it. It's no big deal. It's just a game. At the end of the day, if people say mean things to you, it is what it is. Shake it off onto the next one. That's the best you can do. You come from COD and Halo, though, so I'm not too worried about that with you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, at the end of the day, just have fun. It's not. It's just a game. So They say mean things to me, too, so... <laughs> we're all in this together uh, and, and there's you can do everything right and it'll still be totally. your fault when you're the solo so just take it with a that's grain of the salt. story of my life so, <laughs> uh, makes sense to me next question uh, is from mr c and this one is for henry Ooh. have you switched to manning newcastle or any other support class character or are you staying true to gibby we just sung Newcastle's praises on the last mm-hmm. episode. Said the most mm-hmm. underrated legend of all time. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a good, good question, especially given the climate around Gibraltar right now. I will say I still really enjoy Gibraltar and I still play a good amount of Gibraltar. I like other defensive and support legends as well. So mm-hmm. Loba is incredible. So she's great support. Rampart, I think, is such a good defensive legend. I would choose both of those, a support and a controller, over Newcastle for me personally before I leave Gibraltar. Um, and the reason being is Gibraltar's whole kit, I think gives you so much more versatility and power to be reactive compared to Newcastle. Like The bubble is unquestioned in its power. The gun shield works so well for me when I'm really used to crouching and ADSing a lot and using the right weapons. Then the ultimate as a breach and a defensive ability, I just love so much. Newcastle, for me, great. I don't really care so much about the passive because I think that it's very loot dependent and it's so hard to even pull off an in combat res if you're close range. If somebody gets a knock from medium range, you know, you can stick it. But at that point, 
I'd probably be fine with not having it or having a Gibraltar dome res instead. And then the ultimate I love, I got nothing bad about Newcastle ultimate. I think it's a game winning ability, but the tactical is just too hard for me. Um, Mm. It's such a good offensive and defensive flexibility, but too hard. I got to focus on my gun skill, my movement, (laughs) my healing, thinking about my teammates. Like it's too hard for me. Um, So yeah, I, I have not, replaced Gibraltar with Newcastle, but in many ways I have toned down my Gibraltar for Loba, who's incredible support, and Rampart just for Sheila and Amped Cover is so so strong. So that's my state. That tactical in the hands of a someone that's really confident with it is so good. So it is incredible. A, yeah. Newcastle is the most difficult support slash defensive legend, I think, that you can play right now because to your point like the passive people that are really freaking good with the passive and understand how to utilize it at its very best and just can combo it with the tactical and everything Mm -hmm. in combat that's when it starts to get really powerful and dare i say oppressive at times if we got a gold knockdown shield but that's really hard to do so i think you're very well stated in saying like it's it's tough to uh replace Gibby who you're just kind of so used to and so good at at this point uh, with that Newcastle. I'll just throw in a side though that I always love playing hard legends like Newcastle. So I've actually played a ton of Newcastle as well as our other third who's normally our very aggressive legend character player. He plays a lot of Newcastle also. So I think if you're like a I come from being like a Pathfinder main. So if you're someone that like likes to be really aggressive but maybe sometimes you get too far away from your team. You're overly aggressive at times and you want to switch up the playstyle slightly, but still kind of hold some of that speed, aggression, and just, I guess, flexibility. Newcastle's a fun legend to try. So even potentially a fun swap to do from some of those legends versus the direct Gibby to Newcastle swap, which I think is what everybody kind of, uh, to the question, justifiably so, asks up front. Good point. Uh, before we get into the rest of the questions, though, here's a quick word from some sponsors. Welcome back. Okay. Question coming from Squabby. Why has the Havoc earned so much Shay disrespect? This is coming from our editor, Squabby, asking me this. Why? I just want to say, yeah, what, yeah. I think this is funny because I think between the two of us, I hate the Havoc so much more. I think I actually... You give it some benefits You sometimes. and I were just playing the other day, weren't we? And someone asked us about the Havoc, and I think I was the more pro-Havoc person than yeah. you. Yeah. I did gas it really bad, or not gas, I guess, because that's positive now. I hated on it pretty hard on, I think, a recent behind-the-scenes episode. Maybe I did it on the actual podcast. I know I went on a on-the-mic rant against the havoc semi-recently so i think that's where this comes from um because i like to your point henry i will happily be the person that makes the argument of sure if someone says the havoc's great and it's a gun they want to use i can't I, i can't fight back against the fact that it has the fastest ttk of any ar like if that's all somebody cares about and they're willing to take all the negatives that come with the havoc to get that number to each their own, I would never do that. 
and I will probably never pick up the Havoc. I would pretty much take every other gun in the game, every other energy weapon for sure. I just think they're more productive. I think they're more consistent, and I think that that's the Havoc's asking for it, asking for you to get fried up close by an RNA-9 and not be able to control anything at medium to long range. And if you put the best like turbo, if you put the turbocharger on it, the gun loses its time to kill advantage as well. So yeah, it's tough. It becomes easier to use, but then you lose the whole reason that you, you use, use it. Yeah. It, and I wish we the don't Havoc got love for the Havoc. I used I, to be the biggest Havoc supporter. I loved yeah, it back in the sad. day. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it, it's tough. The Havoc being inconsistent because it has the charge up, because the recoil, because the longest reload time of any AR are all pretty big hits. I think the biggest problem with the Havoc, though, is just the limited range. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, the Havoc fries up close, like amazing. You do know you're going up against an R9. Mm -hmm. You lose every fight. Like, you lose. Mm -hmm. Like, and then the Havoc can't compete with the Flatline or the Nemesis or the R301 at range. So and they like, made the hip fire Where worst. do you put it? You know, where do you put the Havoc? It's, it just doesn't really have a spot yeah. in the lineup right now. Not saying that we don't miss the Havoc yes. and want it to make a return. Would so, love it. You know, mm-hmm. Havoc can come back. We mm-hmm. won't count it out forever. <laughs> <laughs> Next question coming from You Done Goof. I have a question and then something more like a topic. The question, I am horrible at getting knocks. I'll end a match with 2,000 damage and only maybe two or three knocks slash kills. Do you guys have any advice on what to practice or different approaches to take in order to ensure the knocks? Then topic-wise, the matchmaking as of late has been really poor with the immense the intensity of congruent players on PC alone. It's not like Apex if desperate to fill. It's not like Apex is desperate to fill lobbies. Any theories on why it's such a bad in such a bad place right now? And have you heard any whispers in the way of correcting this? I'll just say maybe I'm naive, but matchmaking wise, I haven't noticed anything poor lately. Um, so uh, Henry, unless you have a different experience you want to talk to, I don't need to say too much on that teach their own, you know, in their own experiences. But personally, haven't seen people talking about that on social media, really. And I haven't experienced it myself. I have not either. Uh, on PC players, um, there shouldn't be an, an issue necessarily with matchmaking or, or player counts right now. We're going through kind of the golden age of players. Um, I don't know if this could potentially potentially be related to TDM or mixtape. It could be a a local server issue. Not sure. Um, They did reshape the entire skill-based matchmaking system as well. And maybe that's playing a part in some way, shape, or form, potentially. But yeah. Getting knocks. Kills. Yeah. Knocks. Knocks and kills. How How do you translate those from damage into actual downs and finishes? Yeah. I think... We're going to have to make some assumptions here. Um, And the first assumption I'll make is, I don't want to get in trouble, but charge rifle player. You know, (laughs) if you're playing at a long distance, getting that damage, you are going to get less knocks because Apex has so many abilities, mobility and cover. Like that kind of stops you from actually 
finishing kills or getting knocks in the first place. Um, so I would say change the weapons that you use mm-hmm. and change the range at which you engage. Um, a lot of times when we're three stacking and ranked and we definitely want KP, we are going after kills, we will see a team and not shoot so that we can close the gap first mm-hmm. so that we can focus fire, get the first knock and then clean them up a lot easier. So I think being disciplined in the range at which you engage, super important. You can still use the charge rifle, but engage at a closer range so that you can finish the kill is uh, what I would say. Yeah, that's a good piece of advice. Uh, I'll throw in as well that getting high damage and not having kills is not a horrible thing either. You know, if you're taking off shields and resources away from teams because you're playing at maybe a further range and or you're playing with the R301 and you got Loba so you can burn through ammo so you never have to stop shooting, like it's not a, it's never a bad thing to do damage. Um, unless obviously to the point Henry just made of like trying to stay stealthy and sneak up on people. But if everybody's fighting, it's never bad to miss shots. If you the two things I'll say, if you don't translate your knocks to kills. One thing we always do, if someone on our team gets a knock, that's relayed, everybody immediately tries to finish that. And you might not be able to finish it by yourself, but when two people are sniping at it, one person shooting an AR, chances are you'll finish that person pretty quick, even through their knockdown shield. So finishing a knock to a kill can be reliant on teammates as well. The other piece of advice I will give you is similar to Henry with the weapon switch. But more than anything else, I it's hard because we have to make some assumptions, like you said. But I am curious on the legend style. And if you're doing a lot of damage but not getting knocks and kills, maybe try playing somebody that can close that gap really quickly because you're probably getting a lot of cracks and then missing out on opportunities. And so it doesn't even have to be you on your team, but either playing like an ash or getting a pathfinder in there on yourself yeah. so you have the ability to maximize on the damage you're doing i think that could help uh, as well so legend choice goes into it as well as those uh weapons and just positioning play style so a lot of options really around it but i think like at the end of the day i don't want to say doing a bunch of damage and not getting knocks is a bad thing because you're burning through bats and resources for the enemies so yeah yeah uh, next question coming from Cookie Monster. Hey guys, love the pod. Question, I have been playing a lot of Mirage after I unlocked him last week. What is your best Mirage tip for someone new to the character? And could you do a remastering Mirage episode? Henry, can we do a remastering Mirage episode? <laughs> I wonder. Maybe. It's been a while since the OGs got any attention. Everyone's overdue. We need the we need more remastering in our lives right now. We I was going through and we need to, you know, sit down and take a look at the the Mastering the Legends lineup. We remastered a lot. Mm-hmm. Like we've remastered Gibraltar. We yeah. Remastered Rampire. We remastered Crypto. Like we we've done too, a lot. Yeah. Um Mirage we haven't done, and he could be closer to the top of the list than I might have remembered so i would say maybe we can off the dome um mirage tips um you know i would say mirage is a a close quarters legend so getting those close range fast tdk weapons is probably the move for mirage um 
what we always try to say is act like a decoy. Mm-hmm. You know, you can interpret that however you want, smart or dumb. But <laughs> I think trying to bamboozle enemies is the entire point of playing Mirage. And so when you use the ultimate, absolutely. But even when you use the tactical, getting the decoys to behave in a realistic pattern and making yourself behave in an unrealistic pattern, that's kind of what separates the the good Mirage play from the mindless Mirage play. Yeah, well said. I think um, yeah, definitely as many, as much bamboozling as possible. If you are running away from a team that's chasing you and you pop your ult to try and get away, don't take what is the most practical route to continue to get away. Mix it up a little bit, add some confusion. People are going to you know, naturally be able to track you a little bit, especially if you are saying, well, I need to get over this mountain. Let me pop this ult before I climb over the mountain. Oh, let's shoot the mirage that's climbing over the mountain then. So to your point of kind of like thinking like a decoy, your actions need to match what a decoy would look like, especially when using the ult. Um, just other tips, use his abilities as much as possible. Incredible cooldown on the ultimate. Every fight you take should have the ultimate take part in it. We talk a lot about how getting people to waste bullets is great. And so being able to do that in any way, shape, or form with the ultimate is huge. Um, I'll throw in pop reses really quick if they're at medium to like any respectable range where they're not going to be able to jump right on top of you. The invisibility is better the further away you are. And so if somebody gets knocked, you have the flexibility to not have to wait till they're fully behind cover to pop reses. Obviously, if someone's trained on you with a 4x8 sniper, that's different. Um, and then last but not least, I'll say if you're sniping or just playing like a rooftop or playing at range, pop that decoy, make it match your motions. Just having the two icons up there, best case scenario, a Kraber shot hits your decoy instead of you because it's pretty easy to look realistic in that situation. So, yeah. Mirage. <laughs> Next question coming from Vase Collector. If there. Is there any wisdom to tailoring your legend choice to your drop location choice? For example, if you're going to mostly drop hot, does it make sense to start strong with Seer and or Watson? Great question. Yeah, I think there is some wisdom behind this. What I would say, though, in this specific scenario, I would not choose Seer or Watson. Yeah. Um, Choosing a legend that has a passive that can be used early game Mm -hmm. is kind of the gold standard. So maybe this is counterintuitive and unpopular, but I would say Lifeline is a fantastic early game legend Mm -hmm. where there's less shield. So the tactical is at its peak value. You can pop, you know, the passive res pretty well early game. Your close quarters dropping on people. Um, I think other legends, I think Gibraltar is an example, but nobody's going to listen to that. <laughs> um, Fuse, Maggie. Yeah, that's where I was going to go. The damage legends dealers. That, yeah, they have some advantage in a close quarters situation. Um, probably going to be best for picking that hot drop. But I think more broadly speaking, yes, absolutely. <laughs> like if you are planning on dropping Skyhook and that's your spot, Loba 
incredible mm-hmm. you know choice to speed up that massive POI's looting process. I think there's a lot of value in uh in doing that. Yeah, if you're going to drop center of the map and try and be uncontested and you want to play ring, defensive legend makes sense. If you're yeah. going to drop on the edge of the map and know that you're going to have a long way to go in some games, making sure there's mobility in either yourself or a teammate, definitely a huge part of play style. So, great question, for sure. And last question of the day from Strange Faced. Love the pod, play in all your tourneys, and listen to all your episodes. I got a good one for y'all. Let's say you could make one Star Wars character a legend in Apex. Who would you choose? What would their abilities be and why? I know there's got to be more Star Wars fans than just us, and that would love to hear you all dive into your thoughts on this. Give us the passive, tack, and ult, and maybe who would fit well with them on the same comp. Keep doing your thing, boys. I'm trying oh, to think the obvious outside of just like, hey, let me choose Obi-Wan Kenobi and use the Force. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Force could be very interesting mm-hmm. um, in terms of like a, a push-pull sort of mechanic. Yeah. Um, we have a black hole, so you know why not? <laughs> we have Arc Snare, let, so why not? L- let's do this. Let's build... Let's build... I don't want to go too long on this, but let's build a Jedi. A Sith, and then oh like a third party person. We don't have to go in depth on this, but I'm just saying, like, he says, let's keep it short. Let's come up with three concepts. But I'm saying, like, okay, for your Jedi and Sith, your mm-hmm. ultimate is your lightsaber. Whether you want that yep, to yep, be yep. Obi Wan Kenobi or Darth Vader, that. like, and that's who you like, or Do you, your thing. you got two, li- you got two lightsabers, you got a double, dual wield because you're Darth Maul. Like, do your thing. That's probably your ultimate. Your tactical to your point is some sort of force ability. Do we like, is there a light side force ability and then a dark side force ability that makes sense? Like, you could do the force crunch, or I can't remember the crush with it um, on the dark side, and then the light side, you could do more the Obi Wan push away. Like, I think you got some options there on that one. (laughs) I think my favorite passive, which Fortnite executed really well, was. Being able to deflect bullets—that's great. With a lightsaber. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that was really, really good. You know, we're now into season three of Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, give I me a Mando one. Yeah, <laughs> a flamethrower is something that I would really like to see mm-hmm. um, in Apex in some way. I think it's a potentially very strong. Yet you could do some mm-hmm. balance with it. So the wrist-mounted flamethrower is pretty cool. The other thing, you know, that came to mind as a character is the assassin droid turned Ooh. nurse droid. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that could be really fun in Apex with the connections with Pathfinder and yeah. Rev. Yeah. Um, I'll give I'll so, give, yeah. I'll throw one more and I'll say we could do a um a Captain Rex legend coming into the game and you could do a passive built around pistol proficiency. You know, that guy's a beast or at even that. even dual wielding. Don't worry, that's the you old. You could have a... Okay, okay. Yeah, pistol proficiency as the the passive. Or no, no. Mm-hmm. Pistol proficiency as the passive. Tactical is the dual wield. So okay. essentially, my thought would be like, you if you're carrying a pistol and activate the tactical, you dual wield a second copy of that pistol. So you're very cool. much inclined to use a pistol with this character, which mm-hmm. would be very, very unique. and it maybe it's a tactical, so it couldn't be too broken. So you do something like faster rate of fire, poor accuracy. So it's a close range ability, essentially. 
And then your ult could be like, um, like calling your brothers in or something like, like that. It. And then you get like, like some like suppressing it. fire from the other 501st members. So that's that's what we could roll with. Hopefully those some of those ideas will float your boat. Uh, Strange Faced, I love the question. If I was building one Jedi, I would build uh, Ahsoka as well, by the way. Just got to throw it out there. She's the best. So many good options. But that's going to wrap up our episode. Thank you all for submitting some great questions on Discord. Mailbags are a ton of fun. We'll hit you next time. Hit the plus on Apple. Drop us a follow on Spotify and check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to the third part of podcast. Catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs>